0: So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today.
1: All right, let's get back to the show. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace.
0: Welcome to the Love Food podcast, hosted by award-winning dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita, and let's begin. And welcome to episode 26 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And I have a fabulous letter to read to you. And I think you're going to really connect with it. But before we get to the t- today's letter, I want to be sure that you have access to this resource that I'm putting out every week besides my podcast. Um, it, and if you do find the the words that I'm saying in this podcast to be helping your relationship with food, I think you will also benefit from my weekly newsletter. I have a food piece newsletter that I send out, send out every Tuesday morning at 11 o'clock. And it's the only thing I send out every, every week, but you can get access to um, announcements for new groups and um, Skype sessions and things like that that I offer. And it is completely free. All you need to do is go to my website, which is juliedillonrd.com, and you'll find a way to sign up right there. All you have to do is put in your email address, and then I'll get it to you. Uh, And pinky swear, no spam ever. It will only be for this communication once a week. So um, I hope you find it to be a helpful resource and a way to get information on any kind of new projects that um, I'm working on with the podcast or um, other things that are kind of on the horizon that I'm not quite ready to share yet, but we'll be um, sharing that first on the newsletter. So I want to get back to today's episode, though, because it is a great one. I'm really excited for you to listen because um, I have a letter from someone who's talking about the the roller coaster type of experience with her relationship with food and her body. You know, lots of ups and downs, twists and turns. And I have a feeling you can relate to that. You know, you may have experiences with food where you feel like things are pretty easy, and then other times where it's dark and stormy and it feels like it's never going to be um, better again. And this letter writer asks a really important question. She wants to know how long is it going to take to stay on this roller coaster before she's finally free. And I get to sit down with psychotherapist, Nicole Christina, and we um, discuss some possible solutions for this letter writer, and I hope you find them helpful. So let's get to it. Here's today's letter. Dear food, it's funny. This may be the first time I've directly talked to you even though we've been riding a roller coaster together for over a decade. The reason we have not talked is probably because I have spent most of the time ignoring you or despising you. There have been parts of this roller coaster that have involved a seemingly unending spiral I never thought I'd escape. Cycles of rigidity, leading to chaos, leading to rigidity, and back to chaos. While also riding the steep ups and downs I have had moments of hating you, fearing you, craving you, and avoiding you. But there is something else that has been happening, something I previously felt ashamed to admit. Deep down inside me, beneath the years of knowing you as quote-unquote bad, and below the layers of fear, anger, and resentment, is the part of me that truly, actually loves you. I enjoy you. I love your many flavors and varieties. I find so much pleasure in seeing how your taste varies from country to country. I love connecting with people over a good meal or drink and introducing my friends to my favorite restaurants. I no longer deny it. I love you. When I spent time avoiding you or only interacting with a select few of you in extreme ways, I would end up missing you. It affected me, my relationships, and my daily functioning. It makes me sad to think I went through so many years in an estranged relationship with you based on the false belief that you are the enemy. But now, our relationship has transitioned into a state of repair. I have slowly welcomed you back into my life and relationships. I have started to realize you are immoral, and the way in which I eat does not dictate how good, bad, worthy, or unworthy I am. There is one major thing that still interferes in our relationship from time to time, my perception of my body. While I am now able to write you a letter, enjoy you, and admit I am a foodie, I am not so sure I am in a place where I can do this with my body. If I were to write a letter to my body, it would be quite difficult. Body criticism and body shame are issues I have been exposed to since I was in utero with very early memories of hearing my mom talk negatively about her body and watching her weigh in at Jenny Craig meetings. I feel as if this body image issue has been ingrained in me. I have taken extreme measures with you in order to gain peace with my body and have only found that distortion and turmoil exists at any weight, no matter how low. A question I ask is, how long will it take for my body image issues to catch up and stop interfering with our relationship. How long will this repair process take? I trust it will continue to get better as I continue actively address it with professional support. However, I also realize gaining self-compassion and empathy is a major part of how I will be able to cope with the potentially lifelong struggle of body image issues. Though it may lessen in severity, it may never completely go away. Therefore, it is important for me to learn to love and care for myself through it. The roller coaster we now ride is different than it previously was. It still has ups, downs, and loop arounds, but it is not as scary, and I am about to ride it out. At times, I am even able to enjoy it. And this is why food I have made it a lifelong mission to help others who are navigating a tumultuous relationship with you and their bodies. This is why I'm now a psychotherapist seeking to support people through the restoration process an educator seeking to shed light on food and body image issues and stigmas and an individual using her story to help provide hope for healing personally and professionally. I choose to cast out the diets, the body criticism, and the accompanying shame in order to continue the pursuit and promotion of making peace with you and our bodies. Love, a therapist on a mission. Hi there, fellow helper. Thank you for writing your letter. You know, something that I have in my office that... I use for my clients and also for me I have this big metal sign that says hope and it's actually strategically placed so whenever someone's sitting on the couch in my office that's where their eyes go immediately because I feel like this is a really shitty world when it comes to how we can relate to our body like no one's going to be immune to the toxic culture And there are some people because of genetic predisposition or because of situations or because of they were born into a marginalized earth suit um, where it's going to be even harder. And so I want everyone to know, and myself included, that there's always hope. There's always hope that there'll be a time when these intrusive negative body image thoughts will no longer be floating around in your brain. Yet. I have to also be realistic because I d- believe um, in my heart of hearts that as long as our toxic culture promotes the thin ideal as the only acceptable body size, that we're going to have to fight off thoughts um, that could lead to become intrusive thoughts with negative body image. And I do think the only way we can, you know, expect a person to get to a place where they're no longer um, having negative body image to a point where it no longer no longer interferes with relationships with food and with people, I think we need to change the culture. We need to change society and these false false truths that we've been led to believe and I am just ecstatic to hear or to read rather from your letter that you've become a psychotherapist and you are working to change the culture. So, you know, you and I are together on this one. We're fighting to change it. And the one thing that I hope for is I think about my children um, when they are my age. I'm really hopeful that the world's going to be different because of the conversations that we've been having lately on um, size acceptance and weight oppression. And the more we talk about what the reality is and being in a larger body, the more we can change this kind of toxic culture promoting the thin ideal, and I also wonder um, if I have the I have a someone I've gotten to know through this Love Food podcast, a listener who's a therapist. Her name is Nicole Christina, and I wonder what she would have to say since she herself is a psychotherapist. Um, I have a feeling she'd have some more insight on this repair process and you know, what you can do to further enhance this process. So this no longer affects your relationship with food. So let's go ahead and give her a call and see what she has to say. Hi, Julie, it's Nicole. Nicole. It's so great to talk to you. You as well. How's your day going? It's going very well. It's a beautiful day. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to um, chat with me about this letter. Um, did you get a chance to read it yet? I did. It's a
2: It's a long and very, I think, carefully written letter.
0: Yes. And as a true psychotherapist, I feel like you helpers are just so great at like awareness and always great historians. And so when I read the letter, I was, I was like, she's just really well explaining the process of healing one's relationship with food and body and the struggle. And, you know, I'm wondering, um, well, actually let me say this too, Nicole, one of the reasons I wanted to chat with you about this letter is because you are also a psychotherapist. And so I was wondering, you know, when you read this letter and some of the struggles that this person's having, what's your what's your overall impression and what's going on?
2: Well, Well, I have a lot of respect for someone who can be this honest. I think it's
0: difficult. It's
2: obviously a painful topic. Um, I think Mo, if you're a woman on this earth, you can identify with some of these issues, the, the conflicts. Um, and so I give her a lot of credit to start with. She has a lot of self-awareness. And I can also hear there's a little fear and almost a little desperation. Like, I know a lot about this. Um, I'm trying really hard. It's really important for me. And I'm also afraid that this is going to be with me for my life. Um, So, you know, I I see a lot of insight, a lot of thoughtfulness, and also the anxiety, you know, the worry about this is a really uncomfortable way to live. I want to help people. And yet I'm really suffering with this myself. Um, And so what I tell people, I use a quote from Sharon Salzberg, who many of your uh, listeners will know as a one of the pioneer mindfulness teachers, and she talks about the myth of this um solid wall of misery, so that when you're feeling frightened, when you're feeling overwhelmed, she your your uh, the letter talks about this roller coaster. How long am I going to have to do this? It feels like a solid wall of misery. And I think what I would say to your therapist on a mission. Um, that these feelings ebb and flow and that we have to remember they really are like storm clouds and that you're going to get a break. There are going to be times when you're able to eat and not feel that intense conflict and angst and worry. And, you know, I just ate something that has a lot of fat or a lot of carbs or whatever you there are going to be times when it's going to be easier. It's not all going to be a solid wall of misery. And then there'll be times when you're more challenged, depending on what else is going on. So I guess what I would want to say to her is to really remember that the dark clouds are not the sky. The sky is still there. And to know that With some techniques, I like to teach, you know, um, abdominal breathing, different meditation techniques that it really can feel like there is relief there. It's like, you know, labor. If uh, your listeners, you know, our moms um, who've had babies, you know, there's the labor pain, there's the sort of the crescendo, and then there's relief. So to know that it is going to be, it's going to be an ebb and flow. To mm. take some heart in that. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, something that really moved me that you said wh- is that the dark clouds aren't the sky. Um, and, you know, I wonder with this letter writer, you, I often think about with when psychotherapy, sometimes we can know too much. Like she may know that this could be something that she experiences mm-hmm. on and off again you know, forever. And um, that's not necessarily... Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be true. But yeah, like you said, there's going to be times where it's going to be easier and times that are going to be more challenging. But those dark clouds aren't. Mm -hmm. The end-all be-all. I love that. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people can really like... It's very concrete. We can grab onto that and hold onto it in those moments when we're on the roller coaster, you know. Just remember that this is not like an absolute for sure. Well, you know, so if she is able then in those times of darkness to be aware that it's it's a, it's an ebb and flow experience um are there any steps that mm-hmm. you encourage people to take to help enhance that repair process especially when it comes to like their body image
2: yeah i mean you know i i really like to borrow um some of the traditional buddhist techniques and I don't know if your listeners are familiar with Tara Brock, B R A C H. She's has a lovely um, she has lovely books and podcasts and all. And she doesn't do necessarily eating focused things, but she has had her own history of bulimia. So she knows what she's talking about. And she has um, she talks about the acronym RAIN. Um, And I don't know if folks are familiar with that, but the R is just to recognize you're having this feeling. Yes, I'm worried. I'm concerned. How long is this going to last? The A is you accept. And that's the hardest part for all of us because nobody wants to feel crummy.
0: Yeah, but.
2: You know, paradoxically, if you say, listen, this is what I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling worried. I don't want to have these food conflicts. I don't want to be afraid of dietary fat or if I ate an Oreo and, and that. So the acceptance is crucial all the while, while knowing, yes, I'd rather not feel it, but here it is. And I'm not going to argue with reality. It really has a It's so, it's almost magical how powerful it can be to just say, yeah, I'm in a stuck place. I'm not as evolved in this process than I wish. Um, And that can be really, really powerful. And then the I is to investigate or inquire into, gee, I wonder why now? Why is my anxiety getting really whipped up into a frenzy. Oh, I know it's Thanksgiving and I have to deal with that. Or, you know, my there's a retirement party at work and they're going to have a buffet with every single thing made of Cool Whip and, you know, chocolate sauce or whatever is triggering, um, to understand and have some gentle inquiry into why now, why are things getting even more difficult? Did I just see a movie that really triggered me? You know, did someone make a comment like, oh, wow, you look great. Have you lost weight? Something to that effect And then the N of the RAIN acronym is non, you you get um, sort of non-attached. So there's a way in which you sort of step back and say, yeah, these are the feelings, but I don't have to become the feelings. I can sort of pull back a little and watch it and say, oh, you know, that's a feeling. There's a feeling. You don't have to be hijacked. Hmm. So that's a tool that I like to use. And actually I have, I I did a little YouTube on that just because I think it's so helpful to have some basic concrete, you know, techniques.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I will go ahead and put in the show notes then a link to that YouTube. Um, I would love to connect with that because I think that would be really helpful for our listeners just to kind of keep handy. That rain acronym is fabulous. Um, you know, of course, selfishly, I'm like, ooh, I could use that in my own life too. You know, uh-huh. the, the cool thing about doing mindfulness. I used to the other day. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I think it's I used it the other day. Yeah, you know what's funny is I have to. I have
2: to- yeah, you just, sometimes you only need the R and the A and you're like,
0: wow, I feel a lot better. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something about acceptance. And, you know, for those of us who are helpers um, in any way, shape or form, whether you're a dietitian or a counselor or another kind of therapist, I think there can be even an extra layer of shame of when we're in the struggle of something, especially if you're working in like eating disorders or helping people with body image. But when we ourselves, also struggle. Um, I find for myself and a lot of peers that I talk to, we <laughs> try to run away from it. And um, this RAIN acronym is, is fabulous because it's so catchy. But then also, um, you know, accepting and um, remembering that, you know, this letter writer and anyone else who is a helper in that way, you know, we all live in the same world that has this very toxic kind of culture mm-hmm. as it relates to body mm-hmm. and so, you know, we can only do so much, and we can also help change the culture, which it sounds like she's trying to do. But yeah, that, that's a fabulous um, tool for someone to use, oh, so I appreciate good. it. Yeah, I think that'll be really great. On the show, Nicole, we have something called a food peace syllabus, and if you're new to the show, it's a collection of books and blogs and other resources that can further help cultivate a... Um, peaceful relationship with food and body. And I'm wondering if you have anything that you'd like to add to it. Oh, thank
2: you for asking. Ready to, uh, (laughs) you know, tell you all about my newest project. But first, I'm gonna just talk about two authors I really like. And they may already, you know, live on your syllabus. But I'm a big fan of Mark David. I particularly like his book, The Slow Down Diet. He talks a
0: lot about are you familiar with him? I know his name, but I don't know the book. Well, you know what it is. It's the word diets in the book, so I, that would make me like adverse to it. But let me hear more about it because I feel like it's going to be okay.
2: I totally get. I totally get that. I mean that that's offensive um, all the time. So it's it's almost like a tongue in cheek thing. He's saying it ironically because he's totally about. Um, you know, I think you're, you and I share this philosophy. All foods fit. And he talks about, you know, pleasure, bringing pleasure to the eating experience. And it's not so much even about what you're eating, but how you're eating. And he started talking. This was the first time I had heard about it a few years ago. If you are sitting eating something and all the while saying, I shouldn't be eating this. It has too much, you know, fill in the blank. And I'm so, you know, this is the last thing I should be eating. You're actually... Uh, your body and psyche are very well aware of this and it changes the biochemistry. So he was the first one that I was aware of, you know, in my reading and research that talked about if you're not kind to yourself and you're not in a peaceful place while you're eating, you could be drinking kale smooth, organic kale smoothies all day long. Your body is not metabolizing those nutrients. It's in a state of stress because you're talking To yourself about how awful you are, it creates a toxic environment, regardless of how so-called clean your food is. Mm -hmm. And I just loved that because it's bringing the whole experience of gentleness, acceptance, and it is not all about food. It is about you know your relationship with it and yourself. So um, he talks a lot about relaxation bringing oxygen and breathing um all of that good stuff and really de-emphasizing you know how many calories does this have and how many fat grams so it's much more of a, a relationship with food that's healthy and wholesome and and so i like i like that um, I'm also a big fan of Rick Hansen. Um, he is a psychologist, actually a neuropsychologist, and he he has a lot of information out there. But he does this beautiful work about explaining how the brain works in really accessible terms and uh, talks about how we can bring relaxation and wellness, how we can bring it to our relationships, oh, you know, all uh, across the board. but also with food. So I love that because I think it's helpful, at least for my clients to know about the amygdala and know, you know, I'm, I'm getting hijacked by fear. and All I want to do is eat a, you know, a creative ding, ding, dong, dong, or whatever they are, you know, <laughs> yes. what's going on in your brain, you know, what's going on in your brain. You can't make a good judgment when you're in that fear state so he talks very well about the primitive brain and how it hijacks our higher thinking and i just i think that's a very helpful notion because it takes the blame away it takes it's it's not about willpower right you know so uh i i I like I, i and he's just a he's just a match anyway he's just a great guy um but the the, the spotlight, I would really want to put on the, the documentary that just came out by the name of Embrace. Um, and it just got, um, it just it's a, was um, done by a woman by the name of Taryn Bromfield. And she's an Australian woman who basically went around the world to investigate this question of why women are so profoundly dissatisfied with their bodies. She knows a lot about it she decided she was going to be a bodybuilder because she was so unhappy with her body. So she decided, okay, I'm going to get so fit that I no longer have body issues. And you won't be surprised to hear that not only didn't they go away, they intensified. Um, and so she does this, the, the reverse before and after she did the before being on the stage. And then after saying, I, no longer chooses for myself. It's harmful. And I have a little girl now and I do not want to teach her this. Um, So it's a beautiful documentary um, and it's traveling around. um, But you, um, I know at least uh, I'm in Syracuse, New York. We're in the process of trying to bring it here. You have to get uh, so many ticket sales so that uh, the distribution company will bring it to town, but it does not seem like it's going to be too difficult to do that. So I'm really excited. It's coming in September and people like Ashton Kutcher and Ricky Lake and some of these celebrities have been singing its praises. It's getting a lot of acclaim and it deserves to.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, I saw the trailer and I had no idea that you had to go through this like process to bring it to your town. And I want to bring it to Greensboro now hearing about like your work to bring it to Syracuse. Um, you've you've inspired me. So um, I may have to try oh, to yeah. do that. <laughs> I know, uh, but I'll put a link to the trailer in the show notes because the trailer in itself is like so empowering and it makes me want to uh-huh. like do more. So I have a feeling our listeners will experience the same thing. Well, I know you're also working on some projects um, with your work. Tell tell me a little bit about that. Sure. I mean, I've been a psychotherapist for 25 years, specializing in
2: eating disorders. And I decided that a way to reach more people as you have with your podcast is really sort of uh, you know, use the World Wide Web a little more effectively and get out there and and I think also talk to people who are not struggling with eating disorders per se, but just walking the trance that we all do about, should I eat this? Shouldn't I? Avocado's good or avocado's bad. You know, that, that kind of crazy toxic food, you know, environment that we all live in. So I uh, just am putting the finishing touches. I'm actually reworking a course and it's called diets don't work which is pretty straightforward and then the parentheses is but mindful eating does so i do i i love teaching mindful eating i teach a, a mini course at syracuse university it's like my little you know my little baby i i, I go around and do a lot of uh uh, work with that. Um, and so I just wanted to bring it to people in a more accessible way. So that'll be up on my website, which is just simply Nicole Oh, cool.
0: Well, do you um, do you work with individuals or groups? Or um, is that something that you're not doing as much right now? you know I, I think eventually i'll always want to keep my practice
2: cuz mm-hmm. i just you know i really love this work but mm-hmm. i also love the creativity of making these web courses because it, it's like you're making your own movie <laughs> yeah. and um you know you can uh, it's so fun you know i go on canva and i upload all these graphics i love and then canva I put the, you know yeah. it's just like a oh canva is the more fun than pinterest can i just say that yes (laughs) so um you know the uh i love doing it it's like making this incredible scrapbook and you just can put so much of yourself into it it's like i i've been having so much fun and so i have modules, but I also have, you know, some PDFs to download. And I'm going to also uh, add an interview with the uh, lead dietitian at Syracuse University, whom I teach with and just say, give me 15 minutes of your best advice which I know what she's going to say, which is all foods fit and, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But it's been so much fun. So um, that is just about ready to launch. And then I'm going to do something that's more general, which is about burnout. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, so I'm also working on that, of course, on, you know, people just feeling extremely tired, extremely stretched and feeling like, you know, What's wrong with me Mm -hmm. Um, as a social worker? I have a lot to say about that.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I think for our letter writer, that's something that she will need to keep in mind, too, like to make sure that she's continuing to take care of herself and her own self-care in order to prevent burnout, especially if she's working with folks who are experiencing the same kind of struggles that she's experiencing, you know, it, it's, it's gonna, it, it could be tough too to be doing that kind of work, although it's super important. So what I'll do is I'll put in the show notes, a link to your website, Nicole Christina.com. And that way, if someone wants to work with you either individually, or to get to know your programs, um, they could do that. So don't, no need in writing it down right now, they can just pop over to the show notes and there'll be a link there right there for them. And um, I so appreciate your time. You've been very insightful. I've learned so much stuff. And I have all these new books I want to read from (laughs) from what you just told us. My bookshelf is getting fuller and fuller. Um, But I really appreciate your insight and your expertise. Thanks so much for having me, Julie. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Take care. So Letter Writer, I hope the experiments and suggestions that Nicole and I discussed are things that you can kind of start with and you find helpful to further cultivate a healthy relationship with food in your body. Um, And I see that food has written you back. So let's get to it. And until then, please take care. Dear Therapist on a Mission, we are so proud of your work with others helping to heal the relationship with food and also proud of the work you've done to heal your own wounds. Continue to cultivate your awareness of how diets and negative body image affect your relationships and your thoughts. Notice there will be ups and downs, yet they don't define you. Only you get to define your worth and all the dents and scratches along the way can't take that away. Love food. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your Dear Food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food series. Have you enjoyed the show, or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe this type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrd. Take care.